Welcome to Pharmacy View Podcast, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key people within Australian pharmacy and the associated global industry. In this stream of podcast episodes, we discuss with our guests the full scope of leadership tools that go into building the Pharmacy Leaders Toolbox for team and career success. I am your host, Chantelle Turner, pharmacist, leadership coach, and founder of Turn Pharmacy Leadership. My guest today is proudly brought to you by Shopfront Solutions for all your shelf and digital marketing needs, part of the Aerion Technologies Group. Hello, everyone. Today, I want to introduce to you my first guest on the Pharmacy View Full Scope Pharmacy Practice podcast as Elise Affaloni. She is a co-owner of Capital Chemist Waniassa, also a fearless leader of the Wani Whitecoats, the singing pharmacists as well, um, former Telstra Young Businesswoman of the Year, credential diabetes educator. And the thing that I'm most excited about really is the huge advocate she is for community pharmacy and pharmacy in general and the expansion and full scope of practice of our services as well. So welcome, Elise. I am truly honoured to have you. Thank you you for having me. I'm very excited to be your first person. (laughs) Ah, me too. I'm super, super excited. And as we spoke about off air, it's been a long time coming that we've been trying to catch up and to have the ability to have our first catch up in a way that it can be shared with so many others is something that really excites me as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Super. All right. So to begin, I just wanted to know and for you to tell our audience, uh, tell us who is Elise and a bit about your story and particularly your pharmacy story as well. Yeah, sure. So I'm Elise. Yeah, I'm a pharmacist, like you said. Um, and I um, have two little people at home, three chickens, one dog, and a very tolerant husband <laughs> um, that um, that sort of provide a lot of support so that I can do things like this and other pharmacy stuff. Um, but yeah, my pharmacy story started when I was 14. I uh, was in year nine or 10 and I um, we had to do a placement and like a work experience experience. I wanted to work at the local video store because my family watched lots of videos and I thought that would be a good place to get a high school job. And the careers counsellor lady was like, oh, you know, you're doing, you know, you like science, you like biology. Why don't you go, you know, go to a medical centre or go to a pharmacy? I'm like, oh, you know, you know, almost begrudgingly. Um, went and spoke to my local um, capital chemist and and did a week there and then subsequently worked there and then uh, the rest is history really. So I've now worked uh, in the capital chemist group for 20 years this year. Wow. And, um, and yeah, so that was sort of like my first introduction into pharmacy. It was very different back then. Mm. Uh, there was there was I used to love like wrapping presents and things. It was it was very gift orientated. Still a beautiful pharmacy. The pharmacy I grew up in. Um, initially actually even had a consult room in it back then so it was and that was quite for the time it was you know we used to like pierce ears and things um it was it was very innovative for its day um and a lovely lovely leadership there and then did my intern there and then half at Waniassa as well and then subsequently came across to Waniassa um as a partner um a couple of years after registering which was exciting but I managed um, the pharmacy for a couple of years prior to that um when other people were having babies and things, which is always exciting for them and, you know, a good opportunity for me. 
so yeah, that's that's how sort of pharmacy came about. And I and I always thought, you know, from even when I was at uni and I was talking to my mates, um, you know, I was always like, yeah, I would like to own a community pharmacy one day. And it was just around that family vibe, um, you know, that, you know, picking your people and making sure that it's a lovely, supportive health environment. And it was just so clear to me um, my upbringing that it was just such a lovely, you know, respectful um, way to spend your time and that you made a real difference in people's lives. So difference in people's lives. So that seemed like a good way to spend my day. Oh, fantastic. So we have to go back and thank your um, your guidance counsellor or your teacher. <laughs> for stealing I, know, away I from don't the even video. know her name. <laughs> no, I think I spoke to her once and she's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> but yes, if I knew. But I did have some great, you know, teachers that you know made great impressions throughout my um schooling and things too that you know were really supportive but yeah it was yeah it's just funny how you know serendipitous you know flick of the diet yeah flick of the switch, oh, anyway. absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> and it kind of leads into my next question you said from quite an early age that you had envisaged pharmacy community pharmacy ownership in mm. your future yep. um yes when did you see the value of leadership and how that was going to, I guess, develop your career progression? When did you notice or realize that that was going to be something that was going to be really influential? Yeah. When I was in high school, um, the pharmacy that I was working at at that stage was owned by um, a lovely married couple. Um, and they then brought in a young partner, actually, ironically, also with the name Elise, but not me. Um, and she, and so it was awesome seeing her transition as well. Um, she'd left uni, you know, she'd worked a few years and then she had this opportunity similar to what I ended up having. And I remember, um, I remember watching how being in that position allowed you to create the environment you wanted to work in. I think a lot of people go to work and they, you know, for whatever reason, they don't enjoy it or they it doesn't fill their cup or um, something happens at work. It really annoys me when this happens. And I just thought, gosh, imagine being able to create an environment or an ecosystem that you love going into and that in return, hopefully other people <laughs> like to come into as well so that, um, so that you, you know, really feel like your time there is worth it. I think you spend a lot of time at work, so it's got to count. And I think also... Um, you know, having that role also allows you to implement things the way you want them done. So, you know, if you want to, you know, roll out asthma education services, you can, you need to work out how to do it. You need to make a plan and get educated and, and make sure you're appropriately qualified. But I loved that kind of um, capacity to um, have a grassroots impact the way your community specifically needed it. And that's what sort of made it quite an attractive opportunity to for me to want to pursue as I um, became registered. Yeah, right. So I'm hearing lots of um, leadership of others in this and, you know, being the change you wish to see uh, and, yes. and, yeah. and being it's something that I love to live by and, and being able to be that positive influence in other people's lives. And I guess yeah. for me, coming from a community pharmacy background as well, that's really what the great community pharmacies do, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, you, ha you can't. It's hard to be what you can't see. I think is the expression. And I, now I'm hand on heart. I'm not perfect all the time. And <laughs> we've just went through renovation at the pharmacy, and I've been better at reciting millimetre measurements of <laughs> of the gaps for the printer holes and things like that um, than I have been, you know, doing my day to day work. But gosh, 
gosh, when, um, you know, when I get to be in the pharmacy doing my normal work, it is so rewarding and it's lovely to be able to sort of, you know, bring intern pharmacists and things through and, you know, teach them, give them that, that same opportunity that I had, you know, back when I was 14 and 15 of kind of seeing what community pharmacy could be and allowing it to be, you know, their career as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, on that note, you mentioned about, you know, you can't be what you can't see and you had that wonderful opportunity of seeing the, uh, the yeah. other Elise, we'll call her, um, oh, yeah. go through yeah. <laughs> from intern and into um, yeah. that junior partner role. Yes. Um, and yeah. now you're trying to evolve, um, involve others along the way and in their journey. What are you trying to impart to them um, that are helping them to support them on their journey? Because in this podcast, I really want to bring to people these practical, tangible skills that might sit one removed from being a pharmacist, but without them, we can't practice to our full capacity um, and show up every day sustainably and um, authentically as well. Yeah, I think um, I'm not perfect as a preceptor. I think I do the absolute best I can, though, and I and it's a great. I think it's a huge responsibility. You know, it's, someone's entrusting you with the most um, critical year of their pharmacy career um, when you build the foundation um, for what the rest of their um, their career could potentially look like. So it's a huge, huge undertaking, um, and I don't take it lightly. So um, at the moment, our, our you're amazing and they've obviously been through this massive transformation which you know (laughs) not probably um what they initially planned but they take it in their stride which I really admire but I think um you know meeting with them regularly having that mentoring opportunity not just coming to work and saying oh I like the directions written like this or you know how could we have done that better you know I think that's standard sort of pharmacist relationship that kind of background stuff of how can we grow what can we do to support you um, and fundamentally, I suppose, being a bit of a sounding board um, to, you know, their greater concerns because it's often the pharmacy stuff is what they know, but there's so many other things going on at the same time. You know, they're working full time for the first time. You know, they're dealing with the public and the public isn't always well. And, you know, we often help people that aren't coming in on their best day. And so managing, you know, those interactions and making sure that people are looking after themselves so they can look after others. I think they, they're sort of the baseline, you know, that empathic, um, care and awareness of of that special place that we hold in the healthcare system and, and sort of making sure that people respect that and are also able to um, be in an environment where they can deliver that is really important to me. And then there's the practical stuff like I love, I, you know, um, end of the year, you'll see me on Zoom with our intern pharmacists practicing, practicing, practicing. And, you know, um, you know, we see so many um so many intern pharmacists getting, you know, nervous and things around that time. And I just really like being able to empower um, our intern pharmacists so that it's not the only focus of their intern year. It's, you know, one of the things that they have to do, but that they feel so comfortable and confident that they have the skills and the ways of, um, you know, dealing with that time that they're going to do a good job. And if they don't pass, they know that they did the best that they yeah. could and that they'll, they'll do better next time. So I really like being able to, yeah, provide that support as well yeah um so it's really that holistic approach isn't it it's not yeah. just that one size fits all or that one particular channel it really does take all no. of them 
Um, they're all different and unique, which is what makes it interesting. And I learn so much too. So, you know, they teach me. So that's nice. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that's what good leadership yeah. is about. It's about that partnership of being yeah. able to sponge off each other and learn off each other as yes. opposed to yeah. being mutual. Yeah, that yep. keeper of all knowledge, which can lead us to being yes. quite closed. Um, yeah, that's right. You mentioned before about... Um, being able to look after themselves. I'm really curious. You mentioned right from a young age that you were very focused on being able to provide those services and be able to do things the way that you thought that they would be able to achieve great outcomes. So I see this really big outward focus. I'm just curious, did that come before um, learning how to, I guess, lead yourself and protect yourself from some of that overwhelm that can come from that really empathetic place that we as pharmacists do? I think I've had different moments in my life where um, it's been really helpful and therapeutic, you could say, to not always be thinking about, um, you know, me and, you know, what's going on for me. And so I get a lot of comfort out of thinking outwardly about the world rather than always, you know, looking in because we've all got stuff going on. Um, we've all got challenges in our yep. lives. And I think, um, I think that, you know, um, in serving others, I get a lot of satisfaction from that and that helps me with the other stuff. Um, and so, you know, imparting that. Um, when I went to uni in Wagga Wagga, I had a few volunteering roles mm -hmm. um, at the Cancer Council in New South Wales. And I used to just do admin for them basically help out with some of their events. I dressed up as a teapot for the biggest morning tea <laughs> one time and I got on the front page of the Riverina News or whatever it was called. Um, that was humiliating. <laughs> so someone could dig that up if they wanted to. Um, and then uh, and then I also volunteered at Calvary Hospital on a ward and they gave me, I don't know if you could do it now, but they gave you a ward list and I basically went around and just spoke to people and checked in with them and saw how they were going. And I think seeing, again, you're seeing people often on their worst day, their worst year, their worst month. Um, it was really nice to not be thinking about uni and exams and, you know, all the stuff going on at uni and, you know, if you were going to the pub on the weekend or whatever it was and just thinking of, um, you know, the person in front of you yeah. just having a really tough time and how, you know, and that you can just bring a bit of a smile to them. So that was really rewarding work. And then different things have happened um, in my career, but in probably another really critical time was in 2015. So that was a couple of years after I became um, a pharmacy owner. Um, we lost a team member here um, and a colleague um, to suicide. And it was really, that was a, an extremely pivotal time in my journey, um, personally and professionally, in that um, it made me look a lot more closely outwardly at what was going on with our team and wanting so desperately to upskill to understand how I could prevent that from happening in the future or recognize mm. things um, that I could assist with in the future. Um, so that was a very pivotal moment as well. And that led to me volunteering on like the phones at Lifeline and stuff at the time. And that was very rewarding work. And again, thinking outwardly and not about me meant that I could, um, you know, I learned lots of great communication skills from that training and um, was able to see, you know, to hear the hardship in the community, which, you know, just gives you feelings of gratitude for what you do have 
while also a gratefulness that you get to talk to people um, in their hardest times and hopefully make them a little bit less difficult. So, yeah, they're sort of like the main pivotal moments. But I think, you know, just, um, you know, everyone has a different perspective on the world, but um, it's, you know, I, I feel very fiercely protective of our team and the people that, choose to um you know spend their days serving others in um in our pharmacy and so i think that's a good way to spend my time you know making sure that they have what they need to to do their job properly and and you know make sure they make that same impact mm. and i suppose ultimately it comes back to legacy you know you're always you know i you know we're not here forever we don't we never know what's around the corner and so i i think that when you're thinking of like you know you never know. Yeah. Um, you you want to make impact now. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, maybe in like 20 years right. I'll try. You know, I'm now. here now. You know, I'm going to do the best I can wherever I'm standing um, to make sure that, you know, it impacts someone's life and that they get a positive impact from interacting with us and our pharmacy and our team. Oh, wow. How powerful. Legacy. I love that word. So... When you're thinking about your your leadership in your pharmacy and you said you're fiercely protective of them and rightly so, how lucky are they? Um, what what does that look like? I think it's it's calling out, it's being their ultimate cheer squad, right? The, um, I think there's nothing less empowering um, for somebody than, you know, them making a decision or them doing something um, and and they come from up from a place of believing that they're doing the best thing possible and then being told that 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 you don't have this you know they don't have your support um i think that's a really hard position to put somebody in and i think that when people um give more of themselves and give their all when they feel like they're making a difference and when they have the power to make bigger decisions and when they have the capacity to make a call without feeling subservient or petrified or worried about, you know, what's going to happen if, you know, I get my nose out of joint, so make a decision and I only, you know. Um, So I think that, yeah, I think it's just a nice nurturing way to have people around you. And I think, you know, everyone's got skill sets. You know, every single person that works in this pharmacy could run their own business or, you know, and that's not because of anything that I've done. It's just that everybody has the capability of doing that if they want to. Um, you know, if they do that in the future, great. But while they're here, you know, why not give them a great environment where they can test the waters and they can see what they can achieve? Um, and that may mean that they love it and they stay forever. It may mean mean me and they go do other things too. And you know, just giving them that background hopefully means that wherever they do end up, that experience for that community where they choose to practice will be just as enriching as it is for them here. So you know, you just you just don't know. So you know. You, you need to um, create, yeah, that environment and, and hope that if, you know, if they aren't with you forever, um, that at least someone else and somewhere else and a community somewhere else will get um, as great a benefit out of their experience from what they have learned um, under the roof here. So yeah, yeah, great. So coming back to that holistic thing again, it's all of those things that, yeah. that um, go into building um, pharmacist, pharmacy assistants that are beyond those clinical skills. Um, I was recently in a um, 
a leadership group and one of the participants actually said great leaders fill the gaps behind them um they don't keep all the knowledge for themselves and it <laughs> seems like that's really what you're doing by giving them all these skill sets and it's like well if you say that's wonderful for us but if yeah. you leave how wonderful is it going to be for the next person um yeah i think yeah i think i agree entirely with that and i think that, um you know, I, I, I love delegation. You know, I, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want the place to fall apart. You know, I think you should be able to leave the pharmacy and it still run like you're there. Yep. Um, and, and so I think that you're doing yourself a disservice um, if you're in a management or a leadership position, if you don't have that environment where you can trust and you can, you know, walk away and allow people to do their thing for a few hours or, you know, whatever have you. Um, I love being amongst them and I love being one on the floor with, with them and, you know, being a pharmacist like anybody else. But at the same time, you know, I have young kids and I can't be here every second of the day. We're open something like 90 hours yeah, a week. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, don't think, um, I don't think my family could be without me that many hours a week and I wouldn't want to be away from them either. So, um, so, you know, you need to strike that balance of, you know, being present here but then also there's moments where that's not possible. And I should say I have an amazing co-managing partner, Honor, that, um, you know, brought me in under her week um, from 2005 onwards, yeah. actually. And, um, and again, you know, we both share that philosophy of, you know, we've got other stuff going on and we've got very capable people here and, you know, we want to empower them, um, not, not make them feel like they can't do a great job or they can't carry the load because I do emphatically believe that they can. Um, we just need to give them the right skills and training to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. On that note of skills and training, if you were giving some advice to some maybe early career managers or even, you know, some people that are looking to uh, take a little bit more off their plate and delegate to others, what tips would you give them? I think, um, I think if you like things done a certain, and I think pharmacists are particular, right? We, we like often have things that we like done a particular way. And so that's why we don't tend to delegate because we always have this, um, this fear that the next person won't do it as well as what we could. So I think part of that's actually our problem in that we need to make sure when we're training or coaching or providing, uh, you know, you know, trying to impart knowledge that we do it in a way that we are comfortable um, so that it's not a fearful thing to delegate, um, that it you do it in such a way that you feel confident um, that you've provided, you know, good instruction or, you know, a clear training or clear coaching supportive environment so that people can flourish, but also if they make a mistake that you can help them with that too yeah. and that they're going to tell you if they make a mistake and not try and like patch it up. <laughs> um, so, so it's like creating that dual um, environment of, you know, it's okay to ask for help, but also I'm going to give you great training to make sure that you can actually achieve what, what we hope you can. Um, I haven't always been great at it. I know when I first came into management roles, it was harder um, to give it up because I felt like I'd just been given this knowledge and, you know, it's my, you know, my special skills. But then you learn that the more that you give to others, the more empowered they feel, but also it also gives you more time to do more stuff. Yes. And so you can think about things um, differently and you don't feel as much um, pressure because you know that there's other people in the universe that can do things um, if you can't. And, you know, things have happened in the past where I haven't been able to go to work, like I've been unwell or, you know, um, you know, I've 
had a baby or whatever. And so being able to impart that instead of, you know, it being like a, you know, doomsday kind of, you know, end of days because you're not there. Um, that's not that's not the sort of environment that I want to be around. I want everyone to, you know, anyone could get hit by a bus tomorrow. We never know what's around the corner. I don't want to live my life thinking that, you know, I'm so critical to how this pharmacy runs because I want to make sure that if I wasn't here that the pharmacy would still be as great as it is today. Um, and Honor and I, you know, we, while we are both here most of the time, it's, you know, anything. We just don't know. So I just, yeah, it's kind of when you think about, contingency and things mm. you know it, it pays well to delegate and and make sure that you're giving everyone um the right kinds of skills so that you know the community won't miss out just because one person or you know it shouldn't be like that it should be that um you know the that the team can plug those gaps you know yes <laughs> um if need be yeah yeah, yeah. now it probably a little bit of a question without notice but something that i'm told a lot by community pharmacists specifically, but pharmacists in general, is that we work in such a reactive environment. So we sometimes get this mentality of, oh, it's just easier if I do it myself. Um, (laughs) How do you get around those challenges of the reactive environment and how do you kind of get in front of the game? Yeah, I think, look, we definitely have that, that, you know, some days are busier than others. Some days um, things don't work or someone's unwell or there's an unexpected kind of curveball that comes our way. I think it's important um, that at in when you're in a leadership position that you don't just, I mean, I believe in firmly working in the pharmacy, but I also believe in working on the pharmacy. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, that that's another consideration. And uh, probably the last few months, really, all I've been able to do really is work on the pharmacy because, you know, we've been doing plans and organizing, like some of the weirdest skills I've developed in the last <laughs> couple of months that I never thought I would have. I can I can tell you about wattage of lights and like different like angles and like views of light, <laughs> you know, things that, um, but, but at the same time, I've been able to do that because the team is able to, you know, pick up what, you know, what each other needs at different times. So when I say I've got, you know, there's this urgent meeting because, you know, we need to do this order by this particular day so that we have light, floor, whatever it may be, um, you know, they, they're like, yep, no worries, let's, let's go. Um, I think, but, you know, it depends on your resources and your workforce. And I understand that there are lots of places where, you know, it's really tough um, and there's not always that time to do as much sort of strategic work as you'd like. So I think, you know, it's important to protect time where you can. I know in some pharmacies, for example, like the leadership teams will like meet, you know, religiously once every fortnight or once a week. There's like a protected time where they allocate to have breakfast or whatever. And I think, you know, that kind of deliberate dedication to, um, to you know, making sure that you're not just thinking in the moment, you're thinking ahead or, you know, you, you're, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at the full picture is healthier um, as well as important to, to make sure that, you know, we can navigate, <laughs> you know, what, whatever's going on at the time. Yeah, yeah. So that investment in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, you mentioned earlier about wanting to be able to provide an environment that gives people the skills that they need that's going to obviously benefit the pharmacy that they're working in now and when they move on um if they move on i don't know why anyone would want to move move on from your pharmacy it sounds amazing um 
And I guess that really aligns with what my goal is in um, my business. And that is to help to get these leadership skills, life and leadership skills into as many hands as possible, because I feel that the ripple effect can be far reaching. So it's improving job satisfaction, it's improving workplaces, and it improves community. So I want to know, if you were building a toolbox, if there was one tool that you could put in the toolbox for every pharmacist and pharmacy assistant, what would it be? I think it is empathy. Um, and I think it's that, I think that because I think the skill of being able to imagine what it's like in someone else's shoes and, and then be able to, you know, rationalize that and, and think about what that could mean, means that we do a better job. I think, I think we respond differently to the environment, um, and we respond differently to what's being presented in front of us when we can step back and go, oh gosh, what's going on here? I think it's easy to react and, you know, we've been talking about reactive kind of workflow and things like that. But, you know, like I said, um, we don't always see people on great days and um, on their best day. And, you know, people often come with a need. And I think having that empathy and being able to get to the bottom of what that need is, is what makes um, pharmacy so such a great environment you know, we have that communication skills, that connection with the person, but also the capacity to, um, and the training, hopefully to get to the bottom of, you know, mm. how we can do the most we can for their healthcare. So, yeah, I think, I think that is my, my magic, you know, preferred <laughs> tool in the toolbox, because there's lots of things that you can teach, right. Or that, that you can like just pick up over time. You know, you can learn how to write a strategic plan or a business plan and, you can learn how to have um, tough conversations with people. You know, you can learn like structure around that and, you know, practice the words and practice um, different techniques and what have you. You can learn to interview people, um, all those sorts of things. But, um, but you know, that kind of, you know, innate empathy, compassion or what have you, you know, that takes time, life experience, um, you know, patience, a recognition of when you have bias or when or maybe when you're not when you're not practicing empathy, when you aren't kind of flipping the coin and yep. thinking about the other side. So yeah, I think that's an important important skill. I couldn't agree more. And listening to you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, um, uh, that's funny. Um, and as if I was ever going to disagree. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, I think empathy is definitely one of those flagship qualities um, that pharmacists should have. Um, and anyway. extrapolating that, though, I see that you clearly lead with a lot of empathy as well. And so it's empathy for our patients and also empathy for um, our staff as well and by being able to um, see what their needs are and that they may not be coming in on their best day because like you said there's life happens outside of work Um, and being able to you know put that lens over our leadership style um, is something that seems like you do really well. Like I said I'm not perfect but you know there's things you get better with time like a wine yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're not it's not it's not great on day one (laughs) but you know like you pick up things over time and yeah 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 and we learn all the time yeah a hundred percent and you know 
I love that you've said, you know, I'm not perfect um, and I don't get it right all the time because it's so human. And I, as yeah. pharmacists, yeah. as people, as managers, as leaders, as owners, um, we're never going to be perfect. Um, and, no, and, that's, no. <laughs> and that's not the aim of the game. Um, it's progress and it's about being able to demonstrate these behaviours more regularly. And if we can do that yes. more regularly than not, we're going to be in a better place than what we were yesterday. I absolutely agree. So is there anything else that you would like to add before we go? Any final parting words? Oh, no, I don't I don't think so. I, I've really enjoyed chatting to you and I'm I'm um and I, I just yeah, really encourage anyone. It doesn't matter what the hierarchy of your workplace is or how it works out, it doesn't um it doesn't preclude people from learning and you know implementing their leadership skills in their environment I think um I think it's something that it doesn't matter you know the title necessarily you know having those great um skills are actually just a good life skill um not not just workplace specific um and yeah it's just yeah I just think it's a worthwhile use of your time you know we've got (laughs) it's important to um to make time to work on ourselves and we of course have varying capabilities of doing that. And I'm not always good at it as much as I would like to be. Um, but I think, you know, spending that time to improve yourself also gives um, your patients and community and team uh, a better, you know, a better outlook as well. So it's just, yeah, it's very worthwhile. Absolutely. And what a beautiful place to leave it. Thank you so much, Elise, for today. And I hope our listeners get as much out of this as what I have. Thank you for your time today too. Thanks for joining us today on the Pharmacy View podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment if you found this episode of value or have feedback. Podcast episodes are promoted through social media, LinkedIn, YouTube, and major podcast mediums. And each episode can be found on the Pharmacy View webpage with links to guest contact and business details. If you're a pharmacist or industry support supplier who would like to join us on an episode, send us a message through LinkedIn. We'll complete an inquiry form on the Pharmacy View webpage. I am your host, Chantelle Turner, pharmacist, leadership coach, and founder of Turn Pharmacy Leadership. And on behalf of Shopfront Solutions and Arion Technologies, Thanks again for joining us today on the Pharmacy View podcast.